Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Hey guys, Wayne Johnson. Episode 21, Wednesdays with Wayne. Uh, Father's Day weekend episode, I guess you could say. Uh, got Luce here with me today. Sarah also, and uh going to talk a little bit about uh, Hobstad here uh, in just a few. But uh, got Luce here and, you know, got to spend Father's Day with her. And she got me a really nice Father's Day gift. Uh, it was a swear jar uh, to put in the shop, so... Uh, she's gonna come. She's gonna be the one to benefit from that. She'll get a little money out of that. I'm sure all the boys will be swearing and putting money in there for. Her. So she uh, she's gonna be the one to benefit from my Father's Day gift. But that's all right. <laughs> Got to do a little barbecuing while I've been home and uh, a little swimming with her and just having a good time. Spend a little daddy daughter time. Mm-hmm. So what do you have to think about uh, Hobstad this weekend, honey? It was a dirty track. It definitely, Hobstad is definitely dirty. Sarah's here too, by the way. Uh, it's just that funky dirt that just lingers and settles and just like it falls down for hours afterwards, you know. Uh-huh. It's really weird. Not my favorite kind of race. No, it was dirty, dirty, dirty. And she complained a lot to me, Daddy, that place, this place was dirty. It's when you get the whole hoodie and then you get like that, uh, you need a mask. It's yeah. perfect time to use mask. Put the mask, sunglasses, hoodie, and then... You're covered. I was thinking about cutting uh, holes for your eyes in a trash bag. Oh, no. And for <laughs> your, your mouth. mouth <laughs> and then putting, like, a mask on underneath it and sunglasses. Right. We need all that mm-hmm. protective gear for well, those That's how bad tracks. it was. Mm-hmm. Really fun racetrack. Uh, very nice place. Wasn't it nice to see? Yeah, to be yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. It was... It looked pretty on TV. They had the fields behind it. Yeah, all the, all the like wheat fields and stuff. Too. Yeah. Well, you know what? It was only 50%. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. so it, it was like it was well it was, participated. Yeah, it was a really I'd never been there, and uh, some you know, uh, just some places you go to, you just don't uh, really know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. But very nice, clean, well kept facility. Uh, you could tell they really take pride in their track. Uh, Good. Not so sure about their racetrack surface and their thought process there because it had wood chips and. What? Uh, yeah, yeah there they, was like it, in the dirt. It was like mulch and dirt, like combined. Yeah, the track was like mulch. It was really it wouldn't like you. It wouldn't bond together very well, and that's it was really strange. weird. It was a really surf, really weird surface because wet, hmm. dry, or whatever. It never really had a ton of grip in it at all. It was just slick. Yeah, it just spun. You spun a lot. Spun, 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 and uh, but guess what? We got to race two nights and had a good time with it. Didn't get the finishes we were hoping. But uh, still a learning process, but was glad to have Luce there with me this weekend. She enjoyed herself. and mm-hmm. uh, Same old crazy stuff, though. You know, staying in hotels, the swimming pools are closed. Right. That, that part's still not back to I don't to get it. I just don't get it. I mean, what? I mean, surely the Chlorine. chlorine's going to kill whatever is in that pool. I mean, people pee and poop in the pool. I hope they don't poop in it. Well, it's happened. I've seen it. Well, you should get out when that happens. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> is, is, is the chlorine kills all of that. Well, to an extent. Won't, but it won't kill the 
Well, we don't kill. know what's going to clear it, kill it yet. So, so I don't yeah. know. It's just kind of weird. No swimming at the hotels. That's why we got a pool here. So we just, mm-hmm. but, but I'm just saying, we just, you know, uh, that's the thing when she's with me during the summer that we enjoy is to get to do a little swimming and that kind of stuff. Because it's monotonous to her, you know, to go to the races. And she's got a lot of downtime of watching. And she enjoys the watching part, but she doesn't enjoy watching us work or right. just hanging out in the truck and even when i'm watching i don't care i just care about watching your like your races i won't watch the other ones. i'm kind of the same yeah i I don't mind to watch the others but uh i'm there to watch you race as well so i get it yeah well that's okay well good father's day weekend have you there and get my father's day gift and we had a long drive home from Mm hobstad we uh it was a 700 mile trip and we left uh, right after, or basically right before the the A main on Saturdays because we didn't make the A main, and we just took quick showers and hit the road and got home. Uh, I think we left about what eight thirty. Yeah, about eight thirty. Eight thirty uh, from Hobson about six o'clock in the morning. Yep. So it was a pretty pretty brutal trip on old dad because Paige stayed up for a long ways, but boy, I tell you there when she got finally to sleep i thought there was a truck driver riding with me when she was, <laughs> when she was snoring. it's okay Paige. i snore too it's she okay. was snoring pretty loud but anyway uh, you got some results uh i do from this past weekend tri-state speedway so hopstop on friday i i showed that there were around 33 cars both nights does that sound about yeah, accurate i think okay. so Friday qualified in an 18th, uh, ran 7th in the heat, 2nd in the B, and 24th in the A. So, notable things that happened that well, night. Well, 18th in the, you know, qualified 18th for never seeing the place. Uh, felt like that was pretty decent for never, and actually, uh, early, we were, we were, we were uh, you know, we was floating around 12th, 13th for a long, long while, and I thought, well, that was going to be a good effort, but then, some cars came out towards the end and beat us, you know, and um, 18th is respectable, you know. Uh, I felt like for the first time ever being there, a little bitty short track, really, really technical. Uh, you got to use both feet a lot there. Um, very technical, and uh, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun and uh, learned a lot, but 18th, uh, was, I felt good about it. Same thing mm-hmm. we talked about last week. Started, Excuse you, Henry. Started fifth. <laughs> Started fifth in the uh, heat race, uh, which is kind of that spot, you know, uh, that I always talk about. But uh, ended up kind of making a boo-boo there. I uh, run up over the 55 cars, left rear tire on the start, and actually tipped over on my side, uh, actually right at the start-finish lines, or the, 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 start, the, line. the start line. Right. And, uh, Got you a wing and... Yeah, tore the wing up. A couple wheels and tires, left rear shock, and the boys actually got you back out. Got us back out for the heat race, and uh, you know I was racing pretty hard there with Sam Hayferty, um, you know, for sixth or whatever. Still mm-hmm. not in the transfer spot, but we, uh, you know, with a torn up race car, I felt like we were still yeah. still pretty competitive. And then uh, our lap times were really good, and even with the torn up race car, and then and then uh, went out for the B main and uh, like I said well after the heat we went back to the pit area and found a few more things wrong Jacob's ladder was still bent and uh, the boys put a ladder on it but not a lot of time in between no these, races, you know right? with the outlaw just races they they just get really get, get with it and I like it because uh, the fans are not there all night long they don't want to be there all night and uh, it gets us on the road earlier and 
so on and so forth. But uh, doesn't do you a whole lot of good when it comes to having anything needed to be fixed or so. repair anything. Right. So, like I say, we the boys were putting a ladder on it and was struggling with trying to get it uh, hooked up and 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 uh, so. Henry's just wanting a lot of attention tonight. Sorry. So he, um, the boys did that, and and it just it uh, they could never get it on adjuster right. So they just adjusted out as quick as they could, and you know called it good, and sent me out for the B main and start on the pole. Led every lap except the last one. Got passed on the very last corner uh, for the tra- or for for the B feature win, but still run second. Put it in the show, and uh, like I say, there's I think six minutes or eight minutes, I believe it I think is. It's eight minutes between the B and the A feature. So basically, just enough time to fuel that thing up and get back out there and throw a couple tear offs on my helmet and went back out and started. Uh, that'd be twenty second and passed a couple cars and felt like we were, you know, not good enough to drive up through there and win a race, of course, but felt like we was was gonna have a decent finish. <clears throat> but end up catching the infield tire. They they have streetcar tires buried in the ground that stick up, and caught one of those just wrong with the left front and it spun me around and spun me into the infield. And then when I was coming back out of the infield to get back on the track, the leaders were lapping me. So I uh, decided just to pull back or just keep it in the infield, stay out of the way. And it was going to already be a lap down anyway, so just basically decided to save it. Uh, for another day, you know, so oh, I think that's a good decision. But uh, then I got to watch a little bit from the infield and thought I was maybe learning a little bit of some stuff. And um, well, like you said, there's not a lot of time either to, for you to watch uh, as fast as things go. With no, with no, there's not a lot either. You don't even have time to kind of no. sit and see what's going on with anybody else. It's just one, one to the next. Yeah. So. And then Saturday. You got results for that, do you? I do. Saturday was not as great as Friday, but we qualified in at 27th, ran 6th in the heat, 5th in the B. Well, our qualifying effort on Saturday, uh, qualifying 27th, I felt like that uh, we still had a good car. Our car drove really good, but I felt like the driver might have let them down a little bit. I didn't charge the corner as much as I thought uh, that uh, maybe that I needed to. Uh I went up after I, you know, I was early in qualifying. I didn't get to watch any cars, and so then we qual uh, after qualifying. I walk, walked up to watch a few cars qualify at the end, and it just seemed like they maybe maybe were charging the corner a little harder than me. And it's uh, about all I can say, really. I just I don't think there was anything wrong with the car. I just didn't do my job well, and uh, I left a little bit out on the table there, and uh, just. So did you come at qualifying Saturday just exactly the same as you did Friday, or did you come in? Did you were you trying something different? Because uh, maybe a little bit of stuff different, not a lot, uh, just because I felt like that we unloaded pretty well, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to change too much. But we did make a couple of little adjustments. That uh, well, the one thing that did happen is the uh, the left rear shock got damaged. In that when you flipped over in the heat race, okay. so the whole the left rear shock was a whole different. whole different left rear shock. Okay, and. Uh, Basically, the valving was pretty close, but but that was probably one of the bigger changes that we made because we didn't have the exact same shock for the the next day. Do you feel like the track was totally different from one day to the next? <clears throat> it was dirtier and harder to judge where you needed to be. They on the started sun. you earlier too, right? Yep. So that makes a difference. The sun was probably up, up. higher. It was yeah. up. 
Uh, like I say, it didn't matter if the track was wet or dry. I didn't feel like there was a lot of grip anyway. But on Saturday, uh, just felt like the track was dirtier, uh, not as the definition of where you really need to run mm-hmm. was as good. And the racetrack really builds a curb, but it's not a grippy curb. It mm-hmm. just builds a big old pile of mulch, basically, for more up against the wall. And so That's random. Going into one with the sun, mm-hmm. and the track is, like I say, the curb builds up against the wall. It's hard to determine where that curb starts and where it ends because it's all guardrail. You know, it's all dirt. They, they didn't scrape the wall. Right. But... Well, I saw more um, not than one car ex- kind of bounce off of over, it. Over, yeah. I didn't those. make any excuses. I just didn't run it hard enough because it was really weird. Watching later on, is guys would jump over the curb and act. The car would act up and everything, and they would beat us. Right. So I just felt like that uh, I didn't do my job very well in qualifying. So okay. Uh, you know, I can admit when I don't do my job well as well. That's a good quality to have. And, and it then, happens sometimes. And the heat race, we run sixth. I think we started seventh. Right. And you needed to finish in the top five. Yeah. And right. we, uh, you know, I felt like that we we were decent there. We had some pretty good lap times, 13 O's from what I remember, because I go back and look at all that. I say that every week and look at lap times and stuff. And when I looked, I felt like that the third heat race on Saturday was the toughest. Or may, I shouldn't even say the toughest, but it was definitely the fastest because lap times throughout all the heat races uh the third heat was the fastest like the heat leader i think went a 12-4 the mm-hmm. winner i went a 13-0 uh and like most of the other heat races were 12-6s and 12-7s uh for the wins mm-hmm. and then 13-0 uh with all the other heat races we actually would have put me in a in a transfer spot so right. felt like that uh you know we just had the fastest heat of the night and um uh just but you did, held your own just i mean didn't just get, one out so just didn't get there you know learning experience and then we sure. made a few changes from the heat to the b um and yes i feel like you were pretty um racy and with it in the b and yeah. i mean you were just right there it's it feels like that's been the story of the past few weeks is we're just right there it's not we're not too far uh ahead to be solidly in but we're getting there closer. yeah and that's where that you know i'm not getting down uh, because i could i see the light at the end of the tunnel i feel mm-hmm. like we're learning i feel like we're getting faster every week right and maybe the results don't always show it but we're learning as a team and we're working better together and eventually we're going to put it all together right and it's coming i can see it and it's there's some speed in the race car maybe not as uh you know it's not as frequent as we want it to because consistency it's the consistency yeah, that it's not, the consistency right. is definitely not there but one you know one time we hit the track we got lots of speed and the next time we're a little off and this mm-hmm. that and the other and and uh, i think a lot of it has to do with not only the car with what we're doing but with me too because i'm learning right. how to drive these cars because these cars drive so much different than what i'm used to uh and it's just weird because you know, you can look back and say, okay, like Carl Larson, you know, he just whooped everybody's butt speed week and he won the outlaw shows at Knoxville and this, that, and the other. But these guys haven't raced very long. Oh, right. They and just race with what they've got now. They have never, and I say this all the time, Sammy and Steve and these guys that have raced for years and years and years on the other tires and on the other stuff, we acquire a feel. And we're looking for that feel every week. And 
uh, with these tires, you're not going to get it. You're going to say, are you ready to give up on that search? So <laughs> you just got to get as close adapt. as you can get and try to put it all together. And I think we're getting there. And I've just, you know, I've kind of decided in myself that it's never going to feel that way. So you just got to drive the piss out of it. And I'm doing that. Well, and, and develop I'm, a new feel. And develop I don't know that you're ever going to get, I don't think the cars are ever going to feel good. I don't think anyone's car feels good. You're going to have to be comfortable with the feel. Yes. And that's what I'm working towards. So. Right. That's but like I say, we started fourth in the B, um, on the start of the B, got a decent start, um, uh, Jack Hodenshield kind of slid in there on the bottom, slid up in front of me, and actually I felt like we got together a little bit on the start there in one and two, and I fell back to fifth right away and chased uh, those guys the whole race and just didn't get just didn't get there. And, right. you know, one spot out like uh, we were a couple weeks ago, you know. it's uh, But like I've said and said this time and time again, our car's not good enough that we shouldn't be in the feature if we run fifth in the B. Well, if we had run fourth in the B, we were just good enough to be in the B or in the A. So, you know, we're just going to keep working, keep building, and um, hopefully uh, the results will start to come. You're getting there. Like I said, I think you're trending the right direction. There's some up and down, but in general, it's heading the right way. So No, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I feel like we're definitely gaining, and I say this every week, but uh, Rome wasn't built in a day either. That's right. So with that being said, let's take a break. Okay. And maybe sell some wings or something. Outlaw Racing Wings is a proud supporter of the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars and micro and junior sprints, as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. Choose Outlaw. All right, well, them Outlaw Wings, you know how that is. Those guys are always big supporters of us, and I'm glad. You helped them out this week, I think. <laughs> Actually, I <laughs> or didn't Or maybe, help, I don't know. I didn't help them out because we don't pay for wings. <laughs> maybe that costs Russell a little money this week. Oops, sorry, Russell. But, uh, no, always good to have those guys on the show and, Selling some wings well, for them. Well, they're right there when you need one. So <laughs> that's right. Well, we needed one. Well, what uh, what you got? What what do you got going on this week on the podcast here? Well, um, this I had, is, I had some we notes call, for this. Do we week. call this the Sarah's edition or what? No, I I'm just helping out. Paige kind of thinks that we need to change the name of this, don't we? Paige? They keeping things going. Pa- oh. Paige, would you like to be in charge? We need. To, <laughs> she just gave me this. Look. We can change She's it. Like, hey, <laughs> we can change it to Saturdays with Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny uh no i had some notes of things of interest that we can talk about from this week one being um old slip got oh. him a a uh what would we call that an article in the june 2020 dirt monthly yeah the, the did best, you know about this? the best part of this is is he doesn't tell anyone how do we find out uh twitter? i seen it on twitter and told you about it, and then the next thing you know, she's going to research everything there is to know. But she researched it, found it, read it. <laughs> and and uh, I will provide the link to you all in the, but, in the show notes. But here we are. Uh, I don't even know when he did it or anything about it. He's never said one word to anyone. So this is... This is the Slippy Show. 
You know, I, I just, told you we need to call him and have he's him start, on. He's 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 starting to get famous. I know. Sundays with Slippy. So, yeah, that's Sunday. right. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll sound like this. Crickets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. Okay. Anyway. So I had that for some interesting news. Uh what else do I have here? I have a question well, I have, for you. Oh, Paige has a oh, question. Oh, you have a question? Okay. All right. Since we were talking about this earlier, um, what was your favorite cartoon as a kid? My favorite cartoon? This is coming from Paige. She wants to know what her daddy's favorite cartoon was. Well, I had a couple. Uh, Tom and Jerry. I always thought that was fun. You know, the cat chasing the mouse. Uh, really enjoyed watching that. I I really enjoyed watching a lot, but uh, Woody Woodpecker, that was one. Woody Woodpecker? Yeah. What do you like him for? I don't know. I just was a kid. I liked Woody Woodpecker. What's that? What? You have to tell me his... Yeah, do the thing. I can't do it. Yes, you did it. Do it. I always think about that Porky the Pig, the one that said, oh, what? You would think of Porky (laughs) the Pig. Hmm. What was Anyhow, the one, the one that the, said, that's all, folks. That's I, the one I think about. I, but I, he had some other little... I like the, I like the big rooster that was in the barnyard. I name? can't remember. Wait, I looked it up. It was Foghorn. Foghorn Leghorn. There you go. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. He but... was like the narrator. Right. And he had that old, <coughs> draw yeah, voice. And, and yeah. you know what, though? He was like the dad on the show. Like your dad when he got on to you. And that was so you kind of respected him, you know. But you respected your cartoons, yeah, because you had to listen. You, had to you know what? That. Your cartoons and my cartoons were. You got. Not the you same. didn't even have cartoons. Yes, I did. SpongeBob SquarePants. That wasn't my cartoon. I'm older than that. Well, Jeez. Just saying, stuff like that. That is. There's oh. so much. No wonder the kids are messed up these days. <laughs> oh my goodness. Some of the stuff that they have. No, nope. that's nope. what Tyler watches. Oh yeah, SpongeBob. Mm. <clears throat> I'm not a fan. But yeah, no, that'd be it. It'd be Tom and Jerry. And uh, Woody Woodpecker, I'd good. say. That's a good question, Luz. I told Luz that she was going to get to uh, ask one of the randoms this week, so I didn't You should it. do Woody, Woodpe- Woody Woodpecker Yeah, what's, what's it sound like? I don't remember. It's something, na 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 or something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Um, something like that. I have a question of the week for you. Okay. You what's ready you for that? Ryan Bobach. Ryan, I'm sorry if I butchered your last name. Uh, he wanted to know, can Wayne go into the benefits of reverse split with the bars and also <coughs> with the crank trigger on the engines when it gets super slick to help prevent spinning the tire so bad, along with uh, going through throwing in a higher gear? Does that help out as well? Uh, some good questions, Ryan. Um, and we'll try to touch on all three. But uh, first off, reverse split is definitely something you can do when it gets slick to get the car to drive up straighter off the corner. Uh, with with putting reverse split, and what the, in case the, some of the listeners don't understand what that is, it's softening the right rear torsion bar up and stiffening the left rear up. So normally, like say you have positive split uh, in the torsion, that'd be a, like a 1025, say, right rear torsion bar. The left rear bar, bar would be, say, 1,000. And uh, those are spring rates is what those are. But... Reverse split, you would say you would do a 975 in the right rear, an inch in the left rear, or vice versa, or whatever. It just would be a lighter spring rate on the right rear torsion bar versus the left. But what that will do, Ryan, it will free you up on entry and should help you drive off straighter with reverse split. But 
With that being said, a lot of guys will put reverse in and put a lot of wind up in the right rear bar, uh, and that will get you to get you stuck on entry with the weight because the right rear weight will get you stuck on entry. But the right rear weight will also help you, or will actually hurt you leaving the corner. It'll make it hang more. So, with that being said, there's lots of ways that you can tighten the race car up, and but reverse split is definitely one way you can uh, get it to drive up off the corner straighter, yes. Uh, what was the next one? Crank, Crank trigger. trigger. Yeah. That's a really good question because that's something that we have really been playing with the last uh, three weeks. weeks or so. Uh, actually went to Tim Engler, went on the chassis 90, and actually played with the Crank Trigger. Uh, I actually don't have any Crank Triggers on my engines. I had some failures a few years back, so we quit running Crank Triggers, but we have dual pickup mags. And what that means is, is there's two pickups in the Magneto. Basically, this does the same thing as the crank trigger because you can set one of the pickups to standard time and then the other one as far as you can advance or retard or whatever. And so the other the other pickup was five degrees retarded in the timing. And we thought that was something that really, and a lot of guys do that. Uh, and, and I think it does make a difference, but I don't think it's as big a difference after going to the dyno as I don't think it's as big a benefit as for what like the dual pickup mags cost. Uh, honestly, uh, I thought it, you know, by feel when I would turn that on, I thought, man, that really makes a difference. But uh, I think it might be all in our head that it makes as much difference as it does because on the chassis dyno, from say 4,000 RPM to 60, say 6,800 or something, it doesn't do anything. Uh, it doesn't hurt the torque at all. Uh, through that range and when it gets slick and you're having to pedal a car you know you're down sometimes in those ranges but uh say seven thousand above uh it does hurt the power but it's only you know 10 15 20 horsepower so it's not a big as big a gain as you would think uh but if you have it i would say definitely use it when it gets slick but it's not as big a gain as you think. So it wouldn't keep you from using it based upon what you learn, but it's just now yeah, you're, now you're more aware that it's not giving you as, as much as, as, you, much thought, as, you, thought. as Is, you thought it was. Are there other ways for you to achieve that, that same? Yes, um, and it's, uh, you know, if you're a sprint car racer and you have problems spinning when it gets slick and, and this and that and the other and some stuff that we've actually been struggling with, I suggest that you call Tim Engler uh make a day to go over and rent uh the chassis dyno and get that car on the dyno because you can learn so much of how to detune when it gets slicked and and to take power out of it like we learned inserts uh uh in the injection and you know there's all different sizes and how much power each each size takes away and then also inserts that go in the muffler or in the header uh, to put back pressure in them to actually help the torque and clean that, clean the acceleration up, which uh, that was something that we were really struggling with on acceleration. Our motors seemed like they made tons of power, but what it was, it wasn't smooth. And so it blow out of the tires and make it hard to drive. So those few things really cleaned it up and has really helped us a lot. So Well, and being able to see um, by renting that, that time and actually visually knowing if I do this, it does this and having that 
proof of it rather than you think you know what it should be sure. doing and you can be off one way or the other and we're in a game of like yes. s- seconds like little bits of seconds or and, and it's still it's here, still so. a guess you know because it's a dirt track and tracks are all different and knowing when to do it and how to do it but uh, I can honestly tell you that uh, with an insert we went from a two nine hundred injection down to an inch and three quarter uh, restrictor and it uh, killed about ninety horsepower so uh, that's a big 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 drop but it didn't hurt the torque as much so the drivability it really it it really made the thing smooth it actually smoothed it out even more so uh lots of lots of benefits with that but uh we could go on for days on those things but there was a lot of stuff that i learned there and i'm telling you that uh if you're a sprint car racer and you want to learn that stuff i don't want you to go there because guess what gonna (laughs) gonna make you better and then it's gonna be harder for me to beat you but uh tim engler was an awesome guy to go and and actually visit with and doing some stuff there and and uh and actually, I'll be I'll be back because um, more information, more information, more information. We're just going to learn more and more every week. Uh, and then there was one more he question. He was here. asking about a higher gear. Well, uh, in my opinion, to put a higher gear in when the racetrack gets slick, and I'm assuming we're talking the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, Helping with spinning super yeah. slick track. And um, hopefully we're talking the same way, but... A higher gear to me, so say like you're racing somewhere and you got a 600 gear, and with you saying higher, uh, I'm saying you want to put a, a say a, a 580 gear versus a 600. Well, it's only going to make the tire spin harder. It will definitely soften the engine a little bit, uh, but once the wheels spin with a higher gear, it makes the pet, you know, it makes it harder to throttle or ha- harder to pedal and get the spin back out of it. So uh, when it gets slick, what I do, and I used to be that same way. I would take and put gear in it, uh, you know, in the past, like you're saying, uh, and felt like I was gaining a little bit just because it made it soft on the like leaving the corner or whatever, but it would hurt you actually after you got rolling there and then got the tire spinning. It's just so hard to control. So now with, uh, with what we're doing and the engines have changed in the few quite in the, in the last few years, uh, we're sticking lots of gear into it. So like if I was on a 600 gear somewhere and the racetrack just kept slowing down and slowing down and slowing down, you don't need to go as fast because the lap times are going down and going down. So what you, what we try to do, we're sticking lots of gear in it. Uh, you know, we would go say if we were on a 600, we'd maybe go to a 630 or something to actually rev the engine actually past the torque curve and make it just pretty smooth. And it just makes it easier to pedal. When the tires spin, they're not spinning 200 miles an hour. You know, now they're only spinning 160. So, or however you want to say that, it's easier just to pedal to keep the tires under it with more gear. That's my opinion. I know guys have all different opinions and all this stuff, and just like reverse split and blah, 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 everybody has their own opinion on how that works and how it works for them and what makes them feel. But in my opinion, if the lap times are slowing down, you want to stick more gear in and slow, uh, you know, the slow the speed. You know, the car won't go as fast, and it keeps the wheels easier to, to manage. Well, Ryan, I hope those help. I don't know... Uh, if they're the answers you're looking for, but... Uh, yeah, thanks, Ryan. We appreciate it. I will get a hold of you and get you um, a koozie and 
eventually mail out all these koozies for all the people that I owe koozies to because <laughs> I've got a little bit behind on that. Things have been a little hectic lately, but I, I promise I haven't forgot you all. Stick with me. I think we better better see what uh, Dave Dave's got here. Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high-quality custom Nomax race suits or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top-quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email HighsideRacewear at gmail.com for more information. Highside Yep. Yep. And uh, Dave does a good job with, uh, you know, a lot of things that he does here on the podcast. And glad that uh, we have him on here as a sponsor as well. Yep, sure do. Um, so before I get into my end of show spiel, uh, we wanted to remind everybody about Jackson Nationals this weekend. Three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. can watch on Dirt Vision, but also come out and hang out with us if you're out there on Friday. Yeah, we're going to be at State Bank of Fairmont in Fairmont, Minnesota. Friday from 10 to 1. Right. Uh, we're going to sign autographs. And uh, I th- they always do. I haven't been there. They've, they've, you know, I've been there a few years ago. They do this quite often. And uh, I think they, you know, maybe do hot dogs for people. And I'm not really sure what kind they're like doing. Kind of like a little fan thing. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're doing this time. I didn't get all the info on this. It was kind of a last-minute deal. But uh, we'll definitely be there. Come see us. And... Uh, have the car, the koozies, the hero cards. Yeah, we have it all. So come out and see us. Yep. Um, before we wrap it up, as always, don't forget to follow along on social media at Wayne Johnson Racing. Um, Instagram, Facebook, I think Twitter, we got WJR77X is the place to go. I don't manage an account there. <laughs> Too many things. Um, also, you can call us anytime on the hotline or send us a text. It's 405 405- Three six two zero six two zero, and if you will continue to rate, review, and subscribe, or do so if you haven't, we would really appreciate it. Um, at the very least, if you would share this with your friends, you can share the podcast on your social media. We would appreciate it when you do that. Send me an email, and I will send you a koozie. I promise. Um, also, just come see us at the track this weekend. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more about the schedule coming up because that's something that we haven't touched on and. The outlaws are are really working hard to get us dates with the COVID nineteen crap going on. And mm-hmm. after Jackson, which is a three day race, uh, and pays well by the way, thanks to Todd Quarrying and uh, Jackson Motorplex, beautiful facility. If you've never been there, come see it. Uh, the next weekend we are at Cedar Lake, Wisconsin, another really cool racetrack. Uh, I don't even know if I know. I don't even know if you know this, but we're running. The World of Outlaw, World of Outlaw late models, and the World of Outlaw sprint cars together. It's a three-day program on July or the Fourth of July weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fourth of July race is actually going to be live TV on CBS Sports, I believe. Again, uh, we're working into that. Actually, uh, they're doing cool. a really good job with that. Uh, I learned a little bit about how all that works, and and with with CBS, you know, and live TV. Uh, in the past, we. You know, sprint car racing hadn't been on live TV often, way back when on the TNN days and that thing. I've seen videos. But uh, production is very expensive because mm-hmm. you got to, you know, they got to bring CBS in and do all that and blah, 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 blah. Well, something I learned this week was, you know, Dirt Vision is a production company. They're mm-hmm. doing it. It's all internet. 
but everything's internet anymore. Mm-hmm. So actually, uh, with having Dirt Vision on site filming every race, we have a production crew with you yeah. all the time. That's so awesome. they're working towards selling that stuff, you know, selling our events right. to CBS. Your broadcast, yeah. Yeah, our broadcast to CBS or whoever. So look forward, looking forward. I think they're going to work that out. I think they're we're going to get more live TV. With more live TV, there becomes more sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that uh, with the NASCAR stuff, I mean, honestly, it's dwindling. I mean, I see the Twitter feeds and talk and people talking about NASCAR and all that. A lot well, of people I'm, are not watching. So yeah, with that being said, Dirt Track uh, may be the next... Uh, big thing you know it's always been big but people are abandoning all them other ones and this is definitely helping um the the way that they're capitalizing on this strange time and i know a lot of people when they come up to us recently a lot of people say i've seen you on tv lately i've seen you on tv and so i mean people that aren't accustomed or even know what a sprint car is they have uh, been exposed to it so that's leaps and bounds because prior to any of that you had to bring someone to the track to expose them. And that's not always, that's a hard sell well, when they, with, they go and, dirt in their face the first and with, time. When, and with 50%, hard. you know, uh, people in the stands and this, that, and the other, right. uh, you know, the brand, World of mm-hmm. Outlaws, needs to go out and search for other revenues mm-hmm. to bring money to the sport with sponsors for TV, blah, 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 right. this, that, and the other. They're doing but, a good job. But anyway, that ain't where we went with this. We were talking about the schedule, and I got kind of sidetracked there. But then... After after Cedar Lake, three-day weekend on the 4th of July weekend, the next weekend is another three-day weekend, uh, but we're at Burlington, Iowa on Friday. We're at Wilmot, Wisconsin on Saturday, and we're at Terre Haute, Indiana on Sunday, and it's a place that I've won all three places. I've won at all three places, actually, so uh, that's I'm looking forward to getting back to all those places, and and uh, after that, uh, I'm still I'm seeing ramblings that on Tuesday we're going to get to do the Brad Doty at Attica. So that's cool. And uh, with that being said, I haven't heard a word about it. But you know what comes after the Doty, then it's normally Eldora. So fingers, fingers crossed. crossed that the schedule's rolling and uh, getting some stuff going. And hopefully we'll get to Ohio and Pennsylvania and all that stuff here in the month of July like we're supposed to. But uh, that's really all I got now. I just uh, sorry I didn't mean to uh, let you do all your spill and then bring a whole bunch more stuff in. But I'd forgot about some stuff I wanted to talk about. And that's okay. We'll forgive you. So, you Thank got you. anything left, Luce? You got anything you want to say? You can finish us up. You can finish this. You can tell them bye. You can say however you want to finish this. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like slippy right now because I don't. I don't. I don't you don't have, have anything to say. Just have anything to say. Well, all right. Well, until next week. This has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. We thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you at the tracks.